0: To bad movie sunday happy december everyone christmas season is here finally i'm ashley i'm amy we watch bad movies so you don't have to we roast them we toast them oh and we're gonna have so much fun today if you've read the title you know that today's movie is jingle all the way starring none other than uh, the terminator himself arnold schwarzenegger Amy, do you want to tell the good people a little bit about this movie before we get started?
1: Of course, we got to get into the Christmas spirit. So uh, I have a little summary from IMDb for anyone who hasn't seen Jingle All the Way. It says, A father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one.
0: Yep, that is um me every Christmas. <laughs> I am the queen of last minute. <laughs> this is okay.
1: So full disclosure, we uh we record these episodes in advance, and right now it's uh not even Halloween, so we're <laughs> kind of in the future what? right now. I have no idea what Christmas is going to look like this year. I don't. I don't think we can uh, do that kind of last minute shopping anymore.
0: Yeah, you know what? This is true. I, am um, <laughs> you've revealed to the world now our dark secret of just how early... You know what? Here's the thing, though. Usually we don't record these episodes so, so early in advance. Sometimes they're very last minute. We record them the day before. But you never know what's going to happen this year, you know? There could be, with all the things that have happened in 2020... You don't know. There could be a, an asteroid. There could be an alien invasion. Santa Claus could take over the world himself. He's already got a little army. <laughs> a, a reindeer and his who Who? No, nothing can just surprise me right now. Better to be safe than sorry. You know what? It would be
1: so easy uh, for Santa Claus to take over. Like, if Santa didn't use his powers for good, like, he would be... The most powerful man in the world, like in, in almost every Christmas movie with Santa as the protagonist, Santa's got this like decked out gear that like gets him into the, into the house. He can break into anybody's house. He knows where everyone
0: in the world lives. Oh my God. Son, you got it so right. I am so, okay, here's the thing. If Santa wasn't ingrained into our minds, brainwashed as children to be like, oh my God, he's this good magical figure and you look forward to seeing him every year. But here's the thing though. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows exactly when you're awake. He can break into your house at any time without you knowing. He steals your food, which, I mean, maybe the most capital offense of them all. <laughs> but also, he's got an army already. The man is literally magic. He can go any. He can... Uh, I don't know if it's, like, teleportation or his reindeer are just fucking the flash fast. Um, Dash from Incredibles who? <laughs> but this man can go from the North Pole to North America in, like, two seconds. It goes around the entire world in one night. That's kind of terrifying. If he wasn't using his powers for good, you know he would be taking over the world. He probably already took over the world, and we don't know because he's like making
1: everyone think he's the good guy. Oh, ho, 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 I got the presents here, but what else is he dropping off at our house? Huh? Bombs? Uh, could be. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we don't know what Santa's up to. What's he putting in our chimneys? This is
0: full conspiracy mode right here. <laughs> That's um, a little bit of foreshadowing for this movie. We love that. <laughs> But, um... Oh my god, you're right. That's literally terrifying. Okay, here's conspiracy time, okay? Everyone, gather around your fire prints. Grandmama's gonna tell you a little story. Um, if Santa Claus already over the damn world, right? And he brainwashed all these little kitties into thinking, nah son, I'm the good guy. I bring you presents every year. So that when he comes down your chimney at night, any kid like is up in the middle of the night, sees Santa Claus, they're not gonna suspect a thing. They're gonna be like, oh, that's that's our good boy, uh, Crinkle Crinkle Cr, cr-, cr- criminal <laughs> criminal <laughs> uh, Crinkle Criminal <laughs> Criminal Crinkle, you know you man. <laughs> He just he coming down here to visit uh, that's normal, right? Can you imagine okay, okay, we dive in we doing a deep dive into the Christmas lore right now. He literally has us wrapped around his finger
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but here's the thing, right? because he can't climb up into our chimneys every night of the year. He can only do his uh dirty work. On Christmas. So this is literally Christmas is literally like the purge for Santa. Santa can do whatever he fucking wants on Christmas and nobody will be the wiser uh, because we're so used to seeing him around we told all the stories we, we sang all the songs Christmas is Santa's fucking purge. He can do every crime in the world, every crime in the book. He can be as naughty as he fucking wants to be. Um, pretending to be nice. Oh
0: my god. Hang. Hang. Okay. <laughs> put on your dunce hats. Wait. Dunce hats? Put on ya. Your... <laughs>
1: no, that's, <laughs> no, no, that's right. On. That's right. No, no, no. That's right.
0: <laughs> I gotta put on my dunce hat because I think I was thinking of aluminum. <laughs> both, both is good. <laughs> put on the aluminum hat shaped into a cone. Dunce aluminum. da aluminum hat. <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> something about Santa, Santa and the Purge. Oh my! god, There's been a Purge movie for I don't even know. I have seen <laughs> probably Halloween. Literally. Oh my God, Amy, you're a genius! It's literally Purge night for Santa Claus. He can do whatever the hell he wants. You hear about oh my God, some warehouse blew up on Christmas. You're like, oh, that sucks. Uh, I guess. You're not going to suspect Santa Claus, though, because he's the good guy. Hang on. Okay, I just thought of something. Isn't there, like, straight up an evil Santa Claus in, like, German mythology? Right? Oh! Cr- like, the, the Krampus? The
1: Krampus! Yeah! Oh my god, wasn't, uh, fucking, I forgot the real actor's name, Ben Wyatt.
0: Wasn't he in a, in a movie called Krampus? Oh my god, okay. New theory. Krampus is the real Santa Claus, right? And uh, uh, that's who he really is. He's this evil, conniving boy, and he can go around and do whatever the hell he wants because he's got the whole world wrapped around his little pinky finger. But he's also got the whole world thinking he's this jolly old fat man. People thinking he's Santa Claus when he really Krampus, and that's where that—that's where that whole story comes from. Is the only few people right that know the real him are like, no, it's the Krampus.
1: Oh wait a second. The Krampus is the is the man behind the curtain pulling all the strings and Santa Claus that Chris Kringle slash uh what did you say? Chris Kriminal <laughs> 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 Chris Criminal is the face of the operation. But Krampus is Mr. the criminal. one <laughs> Mr. Criminal Uh but Krampus is the one who's really doing all these devious deeds all Christmas. He's the one Blowing up toy shops and and trampling store employees on Christmas Eve and, and raising all the prices in supermarket. He's the evil one.
0: Right? Okay. Stay with me. I was thinking, do I know of any bad, bad things that have happened on Christmas before? Like anything blowing up, any terrorists or anything? And then I was thinking, oh, son, you know... The number one Christmas movie. Something <gasps> does vote Die Hard? Oh,
1: the uh, Krampus disguised as Alan Rickman. What the fuck is his name?
0: Hans Grubler? Some shit. Hans <laughs> Gruber. Yippee kaye, motherfucker. It's Krampus season. <laughs> this
1: is coming together. This is making so much sense. Where is Bruce Willis? We need John McClane up in here.
0: Bruce Willis was the real hero, trying to take down the evil Krampus Santa Claus. Mr. Mr. Pringle, Chris <laughs> Chris Criminal, whatever we called him, shape disco- like, shapeshifted into Snape. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Die Hard redone, but with Joe Moses as
1: <laughs> the <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a perfect time for me to, to whip out my jumbo. Oh, my God. This is the ultimate Christmas present. Not for any of you guys who have to listen to it, but for me who gets to do it. Are you ready? Are you ready?
0: yippee <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, By the way. By the way, before anyone says anything about my Joe Moses impression, my my Very Potter musical Snape impression, I already know it's not good, okay? You don't have to email us later saying it's not good.
0: Dear Bad Movie Sunday. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We're gonna... It's <laughs> like we said. This movie, uh, do starring, um... Did, I don't know. Did we already say Well, we'll get into the cast list. There's a couple key actors in this movie that are probably going to get their own bad impressions on this show. So, uh, you're welcome.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Because, I mean, you know what? Let's just get into the cast list right now. So, uh, the main character, I think we said already, is Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. And if any of you have listened to our Batman and Robin episode, you know what's coming up. We got a lot of bad Arnold impressions uh up our sleeve then we have uh uh of course we have jake lloyd as his son in this movie this is before the prequels came out right so jake lloyd was just a regular child actor having a good time uh instead of getting harassed every day honestly he wasn't (laughs) bad in this movie i thought he was okay in this
0: movie no honestly okay i obviously don't know jake lloyd personally but i so bad for the dude. He got so much harassment after Phantom Menace came out. He like I think he went to jail or something after. If you look at pictures of him now, he's like Like he looks like he's PTSD. PC- like, like the poor boy got like pounded into the ground as a child for playing a character that people didn't like. He was like a fucking Wesley Crusher. People didn't like him just for his character. I feel so, I feel so bad for the dude. But he was actually like he's he's a child actor what do you expect yeah dude and
1: and i I was reading the reviews on imdb and they were so harsh on him in this movie too and i'm like he's just like a little boy playing a little boy like what what do you want from him like some fucking uh, stanislavski method acting bullshit like come on he's he's he is method acting because he is a boy playing a boy uh
0: on christmas that's all that's all there is to it and you know what? He was adorable! Every time he said a damn line in this movie, I was like, this kid is so cute! He did not deserve everything that came to him.
1: Yeah! Oh my god, though, if if I had one note for uh, for the creator of Jingle All The Way, I would have loved him to do his Arnold impression, because he is Arnold's son in this, in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, hang on. Very good point there. Can you imagine a little Jake Lloyd in this movie just being like, Father, Father, I want a Turbo Man.
1: <laughs> That's the first one of the night, folks. Oh my God. Count them
0: up, take a shot every time we do it. Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. You know, we'll, we'll
1: talk about this later at the end, but there's a scene at the end in the big parade scene where, um,. Arnold almost says, "I am your father," to him, which (laughs) Star Wars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's we love foreshadowing.
1: (laughs) Okay, um, we've been talking a lot about Santa. Let's get into the movie itself because we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of Christmas spirit. This is actually not a very, you know, looking back, it's not a very uh, Christmas spirit heavy movie. It does take place during Christmas, but it's kind of like the bad side of Christmas. Like everyone is beating up other customers at the mall. They're like, you know, trashing shit. His car gets, like, broken into at one point. There's, like, vandalism all over. Shit is happening on Christmas Eve that you would not see in, like, a fucking Hallmark movie.
0: This is the real deal. This is, um... Actually, speaking of Die Hard, kind of similar in theme, where it takes place on Christmas, but is not about Christmas.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) before we get into the actual plot of the movie, I do have a little drink for everyone who needs, you know, just a, a little Christmas pick-me-up, uh, just a little treat on Christmas. So the, the drink today is the sugar cookie martini. There's a scene somewhere in the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Well, I don't know what his name is in the movie, so I'm going to call him Arnold the whole time. Arnold's wife is making sugar cookies, so I'm like, mmm, that's Christmassy, that's yummy, it's sweet, it's, uh, exactly what we need, uh, during this Christmas season. So for the sugar cookie martini, what you need is one and a half ounces of vanilla vodka, one and a half ounces of Bailey's, three quarters of an ounce of amaretto, a teaspoon of confectioner sugar, and three teaspoons of either milk or half and half. Oh. Also, you're gonna need sprinkles and vanilla icing for the garnish. So what you do is you dip the rim of a martini glass into vanilla icing until it's coated. Then you dip the coated rim into a plate of sprinkles. Get that rim all sprinkled up. Uh, then you add all the ingredients into a cocktail shaker with a cup of ice, shake it up, shake vigorously until chilled, and strain into a prepared martini glass. The one you just put all that sugar over. It looks very good. And by the way, if you want a a written out recipe, I'm getting this from 3yummytummies.com.
0: Can I just say how over the moon glad I am that you did not say eggnog for that drink. Eggnog is nasty. They have a whole last scene in this movie where some guy offers a girl a glass of eggnog. And I'm like, Is so I don't understand why it's a thing.
1: Okay, I will say I do enjoy more, exactly one cup of eggnog every Christmas season just to, you know, remind myself that I don't like it. <laughs> and the same goes for fruitcake. The same goes for a lot of Christmas treats.
0: Yeah, this is <laughs> this is fair. I Okay, same thing. Here's the thing, though. Is uh, the dinner that you eat on, or if you celebrate it, the dinner that you eat on Thanksgiving, Easter, and Christmas is all the same-ass dinner. But every single time, on every single holiday, I have myself a full scooping of uh, uh, stuffing. And every year, three times a year, I remind myself how much I don't like stuffing. It always looks so good. There's, like, different colors in it. People, like, scoop it out into, like, out this, like, perfect dome shape. I'm like, mmm, that looks... Kinda good, and then I try it, and it's just like mushy bread, and I'm like, who came up with this?
1: <laughs> so I'm like, mm, I got a lot of mushy bread left over, and I got this chicken with nothing up its ass. Dude, oh my god, have you seen that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Scooping out the innards of a turkey and then <laughs> sticking a whole block like a A full pound block of cheese up his ass. Hold on. What? what, what? (laughs) Oh my god. It's one of the... (laughs) I've seen it. Every time I open up Instagram, it's the same stupid video that comes up on the uh, Explore page. (laughs) There's this, like, five-minute crafts, in quotations, hack video of someone being like, Oh, wanna shake it up for mm, Christmas dinner this year? Just, you know, scoop out your turkey. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> turkey. Um, cheese up its ass. uh ma. Um,
1: uh, did, does the cheese melt? Like, what, what, what's the situation? Like, what, the, the, try to describe as best you can to me uh, what the final product
0: should look like. Mhm mhm. Okay, so imagine this in depth, right? You do I don't have to go over the process again, do I? Cuz just imagine like a gaping hole in this turkey's ass. <laughs> like I'm talking not, you know, like some little mm-mm, a slice of Swiss cheese. I'm not talking little bits of parmesan. I'm talking like <laughs> five Diameter. A <laughs> <Blots laughs> of solid cheddar cheese just shoved up there. And of course, they do show... <laughs> they I do mean, it's
1: solid like. cheddar. They're not even, like, mixing their cheeses to get, like, a nice little mix of fondue. It's just, like, a solid cheddar.
0: No, I'm talking about a full pound brick of cheddar cheese. It looks nasty, and oh my god, the way they shove it up there, I don't think needed to be done. Also, they do show how it looks in the final product, and they just like, gut this turkey, they just cut open the turkey down the middle, C-section style, open it up, and it's just a nasty pot of fondue melted cheese, and I'm like, just have a turkey, you nasties!
1: Okay, I love myself some cheese, right? I would never eat a fucking pound of cheese for anything. Like, I don't think there's even a a pound of cheese in the vat at the movie theater where they where they get their cheese nacho from. Like, who needs a pound of cheese for any, like, this is just, people are taking uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter dinners to a whole new level that I don't think we should have achieved as a species. Like, I don't think we needed to go there.
0: Uh, yes. Absolutely agreed. I think that, um, hack and craft videos have far too much power in this modern era, and they need to be shut down by the government. Because, oh my god, they are ruining lives.
1: Okay, well, to get that image out of your minds, we also have a little drinking game to go along with our lovely little sugar cookie drink that does not involve eggnog, does not involve cheese, does not involve... Uh, gaping turkey assholes. Um, so we're just gonna go back and forth, <laughs> and uh, we have a couple of points. And you know, if you want to go watch the movie and and try to look for these things, you should probably uh, pause now, go watch the movie, and then come back. Uh, otherwise, we'll try to yellow drink whenever these things happen. Although we kind of forget a lot of the time, but we'll
0: try. The first one I have is every time Arnold Schwarzenegger runs into the same old cop dude. Oh, that's a good one. I have every time you see
1: Turbo Man either on TV, in a comic book, on a toy, any Turbo
0: Man merch. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, I have every time someone falls into a stack of dolls or toys in general.
1: Ooh, okay. I have every time uh, someone gets punched or
0: hit. Oh, very good. It happens a lot. Uh, This one happens a little less, but every time Arnold tries to call his wife, but someone else picks up. Ooh,
1: okay. I have every time Arnold does something dangerous in the street. This could be speeding. This could be running in the middle of the road. This could be uh, driving in the lane that he's not supposed to on the highway.
0: Very good. (laughs) happens a lot. My last point is every time there's a dramatic zoom in on someone's face, okay uh my last one is every time someone just like
1: straight up laughs at arnold (laughs)
0: okay perfect and with those you can either make yourself a drink you can drink some uh hot cocoa it's hot cocoa season you can make the drink that amy just described and make a make a little game out of it We are going to break down this movie scene by scene. If you want to watch this yourself without any spoilers, you can watch it yourself. Come back and listen to our thoughts. Otherwise, we're going to get into it right now. So, as we've already mentioned, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a son. Professional child pod racer, (laughs) Jake Lloyd. Who I'm just going to call Anakin because who can remember names in this movie?
1: That's true. We'll probably call most of these actors by their real life names instead of their character names so so it starts on the day before christmas eve festivus uh arnold is working and he's like a mattress salesman and apparently a lot of people want to buy a mattress the day before christmas eve and so he also i guess apparently a lot of people want to have like a fucking karate tournament for their kids on the day before so there's this karate tournament that jake lloyd uh is gonna get his new belt at uh but arnold misses it because he's he's at work so when he comes home jake lloyd is mad at him and arnold's like you know what i know you love that Uh, fucking Turbo Man show. So for Christmas, I'm going to get you that Turbo Man toy that you've always wanted.
0: Before we get too far, I got a nitpick, because you know I got to do it to him. So, little Anakin Skywalker, his karate class, which they talk about. Not a class. first of all. It was, like, straight up a turn (laughs) one. But, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Not to be that person, except I'm absolutely gonna be that person. So this kid, right, little yellow belt, he's going up to purple belt somehow. Um, here's the thing. I, not to, again, be that person, but... I am a black belt in karate, as uh, they would say, and you cannot go from yellow to purple. That's all I'm going to say about this. scene. <laughs> you know, every time you, you you say that fact to me, I
1: immediately am so odd and surprised because I forget it as soon as as soon as I stop hearing. But um, what is, what is the order? Like, what is the order of the colors? What should he have gotten?
0: Okay, here's the thing though, I- I watched this movie, I had to pause at this scene because I was so confused about what the hell this stupid little pod racing kid was talking about, right? So, I'm sorry, Jake Lloyd, you didn't deserve that, um, but this was a dumb scene, so... the Okay, there's like- di- I promise this will not be a long segment, but- there are different academies or whatever of karate, and they all kind of have their different belt orders. In a grand total of, as far as I'm concerned, zero of them, you can go from yellow to purple. The way I did it was white, yellow, orange, green, blue, brown, black, with a bunch of stripes in the middle. And uh, there's, like, other academies, whatever, that have, like, a red belt and a purple belt. We didn't. But... In none of them, you can go from yellow to purple. Yellow is, like, a very, very low belt. Like, you just start in. And from what I know of, like, other places, purple is, like, a little higher on the list. So, okay. (laughs) I promise this won't be long, but this made me so confused. when, When Anakin was talking about this, he was like, my dad showed up for my yellow belt graduation. But not to my blue belt. So I was like, okay, so he's gotten yellow, white, and blue. So that, so is blue below yellow? Because that straight up does not happen anywhere. And then he's like, purple is one away from green and three away from black. And I don't understand this ranking system. Anyway, that's just his <laughs> belt corner. <laughs> wow, very informative. Yeah,
1: I don't know cuz cuz when I first saw him in the class wearing the yellow belt, I'm like, okay, it's not that big a deal cuz he's still like at kind of at the bottom of the ladder. Um and then he's like talking to his dad about like, mm, you missed this and this. I'm like, okay, I'm very confused. Um even I who know nothing about uh karate was confused. But th- you know, that's very informative. We needed a, a consultant like you during the production of this, uh, movie and the writing of this movie because it did not make any fucking sense. But you know what? That's okay. Cause the rest of the movie didn't make any sense either.
0: <laughs> also, can I just mention that at this, like, karate belt graduation, whatever, there was, th- okay, there's this reoccurring character that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's family's neighbor. So his house, the neighbor's house, has this crusty old man named Ted that every female character in this movie is flirting with, and he's like 65 or something, and I don't understand.
1: Okay, uh, uh, point two of things that just don't make sense. But everyone in the neighborhood's like, like, mm, Ted is such a nice guy because, you know, he makes cookies and he has to take care of his son by himself. And that's so sexy. And um, behind everyone's backs, though, we see Ted is like a fucking asshole. Like when he's taking care of the kids, he's like, shut up, kids. And uh, in front of the kids, he's like, oh, my God, I love. Children are so precious. And I love. I hate this
0: dude. Yeah. Oh my god! So two-faced, so hypocritical. Literally hate him. Also, all these—I cannot stress enough that all these uh, single for, there's like a um like a surplus of uh, single moms in this neighborhood for some reason. Also, all of them are hitting on this dude, and he's very old and crusty. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
1: Speaking of old and crusty, uh, nothing to do with Ted, but this is the first note that I made when I was watching the movie. So, Jake Lloyd, uh, little baby Anakin, he loves the show Turbo Man, and in the show Turbo Man, there's a superhero character named Turbo Man. Okay, pretty solid. He kind of looks like the Flash, whatever. Um, his sidekick, Booster, is this fucking crusty-ass, weirdo-looking... Pink saber-toothed tiger. Um, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, oh my god. Okay, so they make a bit of a point on this. Right, so The superhero in this movie. Cool guy, whatever, he looks like a superhero. His sidekick- They make a point in this movie of being like, nobody likes a sidekick. And I can see why. <laughs> because, so his sidekick is straight up a furry, right? We can't get around that. Okay, like, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yes, this is 100% correct. Um, every, every store that Arnold goes to, all of the Turbo Man toys are fucking sold out and all the booster toys are like in the trash or like on the, on the shelves still because nobody fucking wants this crusty
0: ass weirdo, uh, pink uh, saber-toothed tiger. Yup, yeah, which honestly can't super blame them. So we, uh, have to mention, as Amy said, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to make up for being late, for little Anakin's karate class, he says that he'll get him the thing that he wants most for Christmas, which is this Turbo Man action figure. But here's the catch: it is the like the number one most requested toy because everyone loves this guy and hates his sidekick. So they're sold out like literally everywhere. Even even uh, the crusty neighbor Ted. Uh, when he's talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's like, yeah, even, like, I bought one, like, months ago. It's under my tree all wrapped already. Which, again, this is, like, the third time we love foreshadowing. Oh, my God. Uh Also,
1: uh, t- crusty-ass Ted. <laughs> I, this is something else that did not make any fucking sense. So he bought a reindeer, a full-on reindeer for his son. And then Arnold's like, so you're just gonna, like, have a pet reindeer now? Because, uh. That's kind of a lot of work to do. And Ted's like, no, I'm going to give it to my son for Christmas. And then maybe like in two weeks, I'm going to go release it into the wild. Why? What kind of a present is it if you're going to release it into the wild in two weeks?
0: That's a, really, that's a really good point. Also, I don't know where the hell they live in this movie. New York, Ohio, I don't know. United States geography. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think this reindeer would survive on its own but uh, imagine right you're uh how old is anakin like seven eight years old in this movie uh y- y- your father brings home a box wrapped in a beautiful silk ribbon you open it up <gasps> it's a puppy you're so glad you've always wanted a puppy two weeks later it's gone and your dad's like sucks to be you i have uh, released him onto the streets Oh my god, that would suck. <laughs> I release him onto the streets where he will probably
1: die. Like, he's like, oh, don't worry. Like, I saw a herd of deer, uh, regular deer, living, uh, you know, a couple blocks down, uh, eating grass, whatever. Uh, so he'll just live with it. A- They're different species,
0: dipshit. Yeah, oh my god, I was thinking, just because it has deer in the name, you, it's like, it's like buying your son a cat for Christmas, and then being like, I threw it into the pond because I saw some catfish there. That's the same thing, right? No, you (laughs) idiots! (laughs) It's not the same thing! So, um, this fucking crusty-ass Ted,
1: crusty-dusty, we hate him, bye, Felicia, we're not gonna focus on him anymore. So... (laughs) So Arnold, uh, his wife, on the, the night before Christmas Eve, his wife is like, So you bought the toy, right? And he's like, Ugh. And then one of those extreme close ups on his face happens. So the next day, he's like, I gotta go into the office. And the wife is like, um, to do what? You're not working on Christmas Eve. He's like, yeah, cause I forgot the toy, lying to his wife on Christmas Eve. He's like, I forgot the toy there, so I have to pick it up. And she's like, okay, but make it home in time to go to this big parade later. Cause, uh, we always go with little baby Anakin. And then little baby Anakin, fucking roast him and says, oh, it's okay, dad hasn't come, like, the last two years. Ooh! He roasts him so much in this movie. (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) That's so true. Oh my god. Little baby Anakin is such a savage in this movie. He's not afraid to speak up to his dad and be like, where have you been the past couple of years? You know what? Take a shot every time Anakin just goes off on Arnold. Yeah, and he deserves it, too. Like, Arnold
1: is fully a, a terrible parent, and he thinks that if he gets this one toy that his wife asked him to get, like, two weeks ago, he's going to make it up as a dad. You know, we'll talk about this at the end, <laughs> because I have some thoughts on his, on his parenting. So, uh, it's Christmas Eve. Stores and malls are all packed. And while he's waiting in line to go into this toy store, he meets this mailman guy who's going to be his like a fucking arch nemesis for the rest of the movie. So this mailman guy is like, hey, uh, both of us are looking for the same toy for our son. Do you want to, you know, team up and and see if we can cover more ground, which I think is like a pretty reasonable idea, uh, even if this guy seems like a little unstable (laughs) uh, during this Christmas season. But who isn't? So Arnold's like, mm, nah, I'm just gonna like do this by myself. But like, good luck, man. So that's like the mailman's villain origin story. Is Arnold didn't team up with him, so he has to like ruin Arnold's life for, for the rest of the movie. And they're like in this competition. They always run into each other d- during the the Christmas shopping extravaganza, and they're they're competing to get the last of the the toy i guess and there's some, like fucking in in the store scene that happens after there's some fucking home alone hijinks happening they're tripping each other with like little little uh remote control race cars they're like shoving each other into shelves it's like i miss the days right when you could just straight up try to murder other people in a in a 90s christmas movie ah, so good you know i I that's what Christmas is really all about—capitalism uh, and ignoring other people's
0: needs in favor of your own. Yeah, I mean, what did we say before, hon? Foreshadowing—it's the purge. It's Santa's the purge. That's what Christmas is. We knew. <laughs> we knew it all along. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is like the purge-like environment. And Arnold does not find the toy in the store. But as he's leaving the store, he sees this lady walking out with something in her bag that looks a lot like the packaging of the Turbo Man toy. He is like, I miss. Can I buy what's in that bag? I'll pay you three times more for it. And she's like, fuck yeah, whatever. And she takes the money. And after she fucking leaves, after she took the money... Only then does he look inside the bag to see it's that fucking booster toy. That
0: little uh, pink panther-ass saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, oh my god, you wouldn't be like, hey, miss, what'd you buy First, She could have had anything in that bag. He ran after a quote-unquote a woman in a fur jacket, which, like, is the 90s every Every middle-aged white woman had a fur jacket. Uh, so of course he goes after the wrong woman and the actual girl he's supposed to be chasing after gets away with the toy that he wanted.
1: Before, oh. before we move on though, I just want to say,
0: after he finds out that it's the fucking
1: booster toy, he just throws it in the garbage. Like you could have kept it and gave it to your son still. You paid three times more for it and then threw it in the
0: garbage? Oh my god, I was thinking that too. I'm like, dude, yeah, you know that this toy is sold out like literally everywhere. Keep a backup just in case you have enough to give your son something. You literally paid like $300 for this stupid toy. Just keep it and then be like, oh my god, if I can't find this, this <laughs> if I can't find the last action hero, <laughs> that's some um, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <calculator laughs> humor for you. Oh then I'll just keep this as a backup. No, he threw it in the dirty street and moved on. Also, <laughs> the mailman is played by Simbad who I have no clue who Sinbad is. I think he's a comedian or something. All I know is that he's the only thing that pops up when I try to search for the classic 2003 animated pirate movie starring Brad Pitt. Um, When I want to watch that, (laughs) which is called Sinbad, uh, (laughs) this comedian comes up, but I don't know who he is. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I I used to watch the
1: the Sinbad show when I was Uh, younger he's just like some family-friendly uh wholesome comedian who in this movie tries to murder a child at the end but we'll get to that so arnold um he enters at one of the malls he enters into some fucking raffle for you know the last toy that the store has and um the smart people working at this store decide to put the raffle numbers on bouncy balls and so everyone is just fucking clobbering each other, uh, Hulk style, to get as many bouncy balls as they can. Bouncing all over the place. And Arnold goes out of the store, bounces out of the store, down the escalator, into some fucking Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. Full of children. Arnold dives right in there, no hesitation. And then all the moms around this ball pit are like pervert and they start hitting him with their purses understandably and he's like i'm not a pervert just looking for my <laughs> looking for my ball wow uh this <laughs> peak comedy i was thinking though during the scene do you ever think about how you probably had your last ball pit experience but you didn't know it at the time i think about this so much amy
0: now I'm going to be thinking about that. Do I even remember my last box? <laughs> do I even remember? Did I know it was going to be my last time? Uh, uh, I saw this Twitter
1: post or something where it was like, do you ever realize that there was one time your dad picked you up and he put you down forever, and he never picked you up after that. And I, I can't stop thinking about the things that were like my last time doing something that I didn't realize at the time. Because that's so, I don't know, it fucks me up so much. Like, like obviously there are playscape structures made specifically for adults. But, you know, after a certain age, it's socially unacceptable to just dive right into that fucking crusty-ass McDonald's ball pit or the dirty chuggy-cheese e. obstacle course ever again. And I gotta say,
0: I'm gonna miss that. I am gonna miss that. You know what? Those obstacle courses were so fun. Probably half the kids peed in there. I know it was nasty as hell, but you know what? It was fun nasty. Oh, my God. The last time... Do you remember the last time that you just straight up assaulted a man to get the toy that you wanted for your son for
1: Christmas? <laughs> oh, this is like fully not going to be the last time Arnold does that. I feel like he's he's been doing this every Christmas and will do it every Christmas after.
0: Yeah, it does seem like more of a character moment than circumstantial.
1: Yeah, even if he did need to get this, even if he needed to get the booster doll, right? He would just whack everyone in the in the way of that.
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Did you see his face? There's one scene where uh, Simbad, the mailman, <laughs> is like running away with like uh, I don't know, some a toy, whatever, and uh, to stop him, Arnold Schwarzenegger like takes this. He like fully. St- steals this remote control car from a child and uh like runs the dude over with it did you see his face afterward the dude was manic Oh, you could see it in his eyes. He
1: loved that shit. I don't know what he loved more. Stealing from a child or, or tripping Sinbad. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a two for one for him. So, so after he gets out of the, the ball pit because he was forcibly removed, um, for being a pervert, there's this mall Santa who like kind of beckons him over. He's like, come over here. I got what you're looking for. Um, a lot of the sketchy, questionable things happen in this movie. So he goes over to the mall Santa, and there's this this elf guy working with him. And the mall Santa's like, "I heard you were looking for one of those Turbo Man dolls. Well, I have one." And the elf guy pulls out a pig. Pick- it looks like some kind of fucking hostage picture or something. He pulls out this photograph of him holding <laughs> the the Turbo Man doll. Like, this is proof that I have it. Instead of, you know, pulling out a Turbo Man doll, um, he pulls out this weird-ass hostage picture or something, and Santa's like, come with me, and I'll get you what you need. And Arnold's like, yeah, okay. And he, he goes, it's not even in the mall anywhere. He has to go in a car with this dude, and then they go to some secret fucking Santa warehouse full of all of these counterfeit turbo man dolls and there's like hundreds of santas in this
0: it's the weirdest wildest scene in this movie oh yeah it like turns into a musical for like a hot second because all these santas decide to just sing to arnold about sad little boys or what who knows what this was so also like we gotta there's no way about this is a this is a cult (laughs) the Santa cult, right? Um, <laughs> that I have a lot of questions about. Do they have to be mall Santas before joining this con man Santa cult the, the, of illegal toys that they're running? Or is that like a requirement of the job that once they decide to be con men, they're like, here's your uniform. It's Santa.
1: This goes back to what we were saying at the beginning with the fucking Krampus, right? Cause these are the real Santas out in the world. These are the dirty deed Santas that Krampus is telling to, to go sell these. <laughs> these, uh, Krampus is telling to go sell these counterfeit toys. I don't even, what, the purpose of the scene, there's no purpose of the scene because the same thing in this scene happens in the scene where he, he tracks down that woman in the fur coat. Where, where they're like, oh, we got the, we got the goods for you. And they show him this, like, Turbo Man box, right? And he doesn't, you know, check it over. He doesn't take it out and, like, move it around to make sure it works. He's just like, okay, let me just hand over fucking $500 or whatever. Uh, and then he checks it, and then it falls apart in his hands. It fucking disintegrates, Infinity War style in his hand. Like, fool me once, fool me twice. Shame on him. <laughs>
0: Man makes the same mistakes multiple times in this movie. Also, you you got me thinking, right? Stay with me. <laughs> Strapping your seat belts, boys and girls, so you're sitting down because I've got the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories. Santa is not the real Santa, right? Krampus is the big boy in charge, and all of Santa's in the warehouse are what we think of as the Santa. That's going around delivering presents. That's how he gets to all those houses in one day, because he's got an army of men dressed up as Santa, right, with the red suit and the belly and the uh, beard or whatever. um Real boy in charge is our evil boy Krampus. That's literally taken over the world and brainwashed everybody. But literally, because right, think about it. If, if he doesn't have like teleportation powers, how the hell does the Santa get around to every child in the world that celebrates Christmas? I guess uh and give them presents an army of santas that's how wait a sec because this this whole time we've been focused on the army of
1: elves and and you know toy makers but this just brings it to a whole new level santa's army of santas and then you rearrange that satan right that's how that's that's
0: what it is oh my god oh my god we've cracked the code everybody all the fbi can retire now we've cracked the code (laughs) the da vinci code is cracked
1: wide open
0: (laughs) oh my god sully and other dude who what's his name not sully and mike wazowski who's the dude from
1: (laughs) scully Mulder and scully
0: I did, in fact, meant to say Scully. Um, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sully and Scully, oh my god, the, the new spin-off. Jillian Anderson as Scully. Uh, fucking
0: someone in a fursuit as Sully. <laughs> oh, you you gotta get John Goodman back, right? Oh, god. <laughs> this is the best
1: present. This is, the, I, I actually, I have to ask you straight up. Who do you think is in X-Files? Who is the no, main actor in X-Files? No, is it John Goodman?
0: No, do, you, do, you, do you think it's John no, 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 Do not do this to me again. I will not go through this same thing again. John Goodman played Sully in Monsters, Inc., and I will die on that fact! Oh.
1: Okay. Hold on. I have to do some research, because you may be right about this. You may be right about that. Okay, yeah. Oh, we narrowly avoided a crisis here. John Goodman did play Sully. I thought you were, I thought you were trying to say that John Goodman was in in X uh, Files as
0: Mulder, who was in fact David Duchovny. Oh. Okay, got me there. Uh, uh, that would have been a real toss up. You know what though? I am gonna give myself a win because at least I didn't say uh, Tom Hanks, who I was in fact picturing. <laughs> Okay,
1: uh, wasn't Tom Hanks in a movie called Sully or Scully about a pilot or something?
0: Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I promise I'm not as much of a dumbass as I sound, because all these do relate Red String style to each other. Tom Hanks in a movie called Sully, I guess. Sully and Monsters, Inc., played by John Goodman, who was not in The X-Files. I think... Well, I don't know what I think. All I know is I am face-blind, and... <sighs> Why does this happen to me every time? <laughs> that was kind
1: of like a, a little Christmas present for us both, because I got the joy of trying to figure out who you're talking about, and you got the joy of actually having spoken about the right person.
0: Oh, y- you know what? You're right. Um, <laughs> we love a twofer.
1: So now just to drive home exactly how evil, maniacal... How extreme the Santa cult is first of all there's a ninja Santa let's just get that out of the way then there's this huge shirtless Santa okay once you get past the ninja Santa you gotta face this huge ass shirtless Santa I looked it up later he's played by uh, a wrestler the big show he's a real person I thought he was CGI anyways he's just that big we got an elf with a taser Now, Arnold gets through all these people, and then somehow the cops found out about the Santa gang. And I just the line that they say when the cops are raiding their Santa warehouse. I think one of the elves says it, and it's, it's the Grinch. Scatter. I just... That's... That was funny.
0: Wow, I can't believe I completely missed that line. Wow, that's so good. (laughs) Also... Uh, we cannot skip over the fact that when Arnold Schwarzenegger was straight up Mortal Kombat style just battling all these different Santas, they straight up ripped off the scene from Indiana Jones and the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's, <laughs> picture this, right? There's this Santa with like nunchucks and he's doing this like fancy ass moves. Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, fuck this, and he, like, rips a pole off the wall or whatever and just hits the dude and one-shots him. What is... Does that sound familiar to you? Oh, my God. (laughs) I was... I was too distracted by the fact
1: that um, uh, Santa is actually evil. I didn't even notice that. Also, there's this part where this elf is, like, attacking him, and he just punches him, and the elf flies, like, through a wall on the other side of the room. It's just... A classic Arnold fight scene.
0: Classic Arnold.
1: So the cops come to arrest, like, I guess literally every Santa in this warehouse. And Arnold uh, gets out of this by, for some reason, right? There's just a cop badge. I don't know if it's a toy or what. There's just one out in the open. And he takes it and he's like... I'm the police and they're like, okay, sir, bye. And he's like, okay, bye. And he goes into his car and leaves. And then, fucking humdinger, his car breaks down in the middle of the highway for no reason. And he, you know, instead of calling a tow truck or just like leaving it there because the tow truck companies are busy in the, in the wintertime, he just decides to, you know, push
0: it back into town off of the highway. Yeah. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has some great top-notch ideas in this movie. Also, the cops don't even, like, is the point of a badge not to, like, verify that you're a cop? No, like, they don't even check and be like, hey, there's there's literally a blank toy badge. I thought they were gonna pull, like, a Meet the Robinsons, and he was gonna flash it real quick, and a cop would be like, sir, that's a coupon. And he he would get caught and get taken to jail. But he did, he got away with it! Yeah, it's just some fucking children's toy, and
1: all of these are counterfeits, so it's probably in, like, Spanish or something, I don't know, and they're just like,
0: okay, go on then. So he's feeling very discouraged at this point, his car literally like broke in half, he hasn't found this toy that he's been looking for, the day is getting very close to the end. Finally, uh, he gets a little bit of luck, he hears a radio announcement that says that the first person to call in, oh my god we gotta talk about the scene, he says this is the first person to call in to this radio station with uh, all the correct names of Santa's reindeer, will win a Turbo Man doll. Um, and of course, he and the mailman <laughs> nemesis both hear this at the same time, and both decide to, like, run to the radio station to give the correct answer. And when we get to the radio station, we hear some person on the air calling in with the names of... I Okay... There's, there's literally an entire Christmas song dedicated to the names of these reindeer. That's like not knowing the ABCs. And can I, the names that this random person bring, brings to the radio station are, are you ready for this? Randy, Jermaine, and Atito. Arts. Oh my god. <laughs> so a
1: so this a random man. Random song. This man mixed up the names of the famous 8 Christmas reindeer with um, members of Michael Jackson's family. Those are Michael Jackson's
0: brothers' names. I uh, had to look that up on IMDb. I couldn't maybe just cuz I have performance anxiety, but I would would you call into a radio station and they're like, "Hey, can you 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 literally called us because you think that you know the names of these eight reindeer. And you're like, yeah, hmm, let me just, I don't know, Andy, uh, uh, Henry Eighth. Like, don't come up with them on the spot. Why would you call it if you don't know? Yeah,
1: like, uh, and, then, and then the radio guy, good for him. He's, like, not even close. And he, like, fucking hangs up halfway through. So the mailman and Arnold just, like, fucking Arnold just breaks down the door of this radio uh, station and he goes inside and the radio dude with the long ass ponytail is like hey man like what the fuck and arnold's like give me the toy and he's like yeah i can't do that for you cuz you didn't call in this fucking stupid ass tito whatever <laughs> asshole called in instead so he's like you got to give me the toy and the mailman takes his fucking package out of his little mail sack and he's like i got a bomb in here so you better give me the toy and the dude's like um what the fuck that's pretty fucked up and then the mailman dude is like well you know what i work for the post office so you know i'm not stable (laughs)
0: literally what this, this this movie is literally turning into Die Hard? i okay can we talk okay we've already established right that arnold schwarzenegger is a bad father but we haven't gone over how bad a mailman simbad the mailman is he literally okay when arnold schwarzenegger and simbad the mailman are like both racing to this radio station to try to stop arnold from getting there first which he failed because arnold does get there first uh sinbad just like takes pieces of mail from his little mail bag and throws it at arnold which obviously does nothing because they're pieces of paper and then they just end up in the street and he runs over and stomps over him with his with his soul like <laughs> this is christmas eve people are expecting letters from their their loved ones, and this boy is just throwing them out like they're confetti. And he even says when Arnold first meets him, he's like,
1: you know, this is the busiest time of year for me. I get the most mail to deliver on Christmas and Christmas Eve. The whole time, you're not delivering it, though, are you? You're like on the clock, but you're looking for a toy for your son that you didn't buy already. Get it
0: together, Sinbad. Yeah, son, if you're not going to be delivering mail, if you're going to be scouring all over town for this one toy that you didn't buy for your son because you're a bad father, don't bring your mail sack with
1: you. Also, I mean, if he's going to be a bad mailman, right, there's like hundreds of packages probably, in his mail truck. He could, like, search through and see if there's a fucking Turbo Man doll in there, like, and then go and do his his mail shit. Also, if he's gonna go all across town, might as well deliver the fucking mail while he's doing that. Yeah,
0: that's so true! And we find out anyway that the the little package that he was threatening them with, uh, that it was a bomb with, uh, obviously it's not a real bomb because Arnold Schwarzenegger opens it and it's like a fancy necklace or something. Someone's going to be expecting that! Someone paid like thousands of dollars for this fancy-ass diamond necklace and it's not going to be delivered because your dumb ass didn't buy a toy for your son! And then... They find out from
1: the from the dude who works at the radio station. They find out that there's no actual Turbo Man toy at the station. It's like a fucking gift certificate that you can redeem once the stores stock them back up again. So they're like, "Okay, this is some bullshit." And then the cops who are like omniscient or some shit, they just like fucking uh, show up at this place too, and they're like. Freeze, you two are under arrest. And this fucking sit that pulls the same shit
0: again. He's like, I got a bomb in here. Which, first of all, gotta say, uh, even with the prize being this coupon or whatever, Arnold Schwarzenegger again makes the same mistake that he made twice in a row already and doesn't take the coupon as a backup in case he can't find anything. If absolutely nothing else if you go over the entire city can't find a single toy at at the very least be like son i'm so sorry i tried to get this toy but here i I, is like a promise that i will get it to you eventually instead he's like fuck this and he like (laughs) doesn't take the coupon yeah like like if he had the coupon
1: it's guaranteed that one day he's gonna get his son that fucking turbo man like i don't think you can redeem it for anything else so literally the only thing he can get is to, and also he spent like six times more on all these counterfeit ass turbo man stuff like the the whole mo- like he needs to save some money like a coupon doesn't hurt you know absolutely
0: also so it was already mentioned um <laughs> mailman threatened the police with the same trick that he just pulled. Pulled a random package out of his mail sack and was like, I got a bomb. And the police were like, zoinks, guess we'll let you go. But then it turns out that there was a real bomb. And the building blows up. And the policemen, of course, because this is a kids movie, don't die. They just get, like, a little bit of ash on them or whatever. But, like, are we just skipping over the fact that someone mailed a bomb? okay
1: also are we uh, yes but also are we skipping over the fact that the the policeman who's like confronting sinbad like hey man he's kind of like negotiating he's like hey man put the bomb down and we'll let you go sinbad's like okay and then after they leave right the police guy picks up the package that he thinks is a bomb and he's like don't worry fellas i've been on the bomb squad for like 20 years. And he, he, he puts it up to his ear like a Christmas present and he starts fucking shaking it. Um, like, sir, that is not, I, you know, I have not been on the bomb squad in my life. But, uh, I have enough common sense to know that's
0: not what you do
1: with a fucking thing that you think is a bomb.
0: I've gotta argue that that's maybe bomb squad 101 again, have not been on the bomb squad, but I assume that that's probably the first thing they teach you, is if you uh, uh, suspect something is a bomb, don't put it right next to your face and rattle it about uh, like a maraca. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we
1: are in the, in the subplot of, of crusty old Ted trying to get it on with um, Arnold's wife, but at some point, Arnold calls his house Uh, try to tell his wife that he's going to be a little bit late because, you know, there's, like, two bomb threats. Uh, He got beat up a lot by some Santas. He beat up some Santas, almost got arrested, like, three times, so he's going to be a little late. Uh, So he calls his house, and little baby Anakin picks up, and the two of them get into, like, a fight where where Anakin is like, don't try to tell me what to do because you never keep your promises, blah, blah, blah. And then both of them uh, end the call, super pissed off. And at the same time, Arnold's wife is, okay, so, so crusty ass Ted is just hanging around Arnold's house trying to chat up his wife. And then at some point, Arnold's wife, while they're decorating the tree, she's like, Oh, you can't, you can't put up the star because that's Arnold's job. And he's like super adamant about it. And Ted fucking annihilates her. He's like, too bad. He's not adamant about spending time with his family on Christmas Eve. Uh, Um, first of all, true. Second of all, Ted, why aren't you spending time with your own family, though? The whole time he's hanging out at Arnold's house. Like, go home, bitch.
0: Yeah, I thought about this, too. I don't know if it's just me. I'm not, like super close with my neighbors that i invite them over to my house on christmas eve do you not have your own family or someone a friend a close friend that you want to hang out you're just gonna go over to your neighbor's house who's already married to try to chatter up
1: on christmas eve He's trying to fucking wreck this home on Christmas Eve. And then Arnold comes home. He's like walking up his driveway and through the front window into the living room. He sees Ted is like, he's got his arms around Arnold's wife. And Arnold's like, okay, this is the fucking last straw. I'm going to break into Ted's house and steal his Turbo Man thing for his son. So he goes and he breaks into Ted's house. First of all, uh, the reindeer is out back. Not tied up or anything, just fucking loose in the yard. Also, very aggressive reindeer. So Arnold gets past the reindeer. He, he sneaks Santa-style, not quite, not through the chimney, like through the back door. He sneaks in to Ted's house, and he finds the, the Turbo Man action figure, and he takes it. But somehow, like, he lights the whole house on fire. And then he's trying to put it out, right? He's, like, grabbing some kind of cloth. And he's trying to, like, smack the fire out of the carpet or something. And I have no idea how this happens, but he throws, like, a brick or something out out the front window uh, where, like, the carolers are in the yard. And Ted from his house is, like, outside on his porch. And Ted sees that, like, some shit just, like, flew out of his window. And he's like, "Mm, what the fuck is that? So he go Ted goes over, back over over to his house and he's like Arnold um what are you doing here stealing my child's toy and setting my whole house on fire?
0: Yup. Yeah. Um and can I just intervene and say that it was not a brick that he threw out his window it was the decapitated head of a larger than life ceramic statue of Jesus like baby daddy um <laughs> so, jesus, you know how, baby, uh, hold
1: on now because i you know neither of us are religious did you say jesus is baby daddy
0: <laughs> um, okay you know what you are you are correct um jesus is stepdad surrogate dad i guess would <laughs> be baby daddy is god i think um <laughs> so not <laughs> that <laughs> you know how some people have little what's he called um a nativity, nativity set, uh, like little dolls of Jesus and shapes and stuff that they set up somewhere, or like some churches put them outside or whatever. This man has just straight up in his living room, like next to his reading chair or whatever, just like mannequin sized, <laughs> creepy ass, like sculptures of the the Jesus crew. And, of course, when Arnold Schwarzenegger's breaking and entering, uh, when he's fighting a reindeer in the middle of the living room or whatever, he, like, accidentally decapitates this one statue and and chucks it out the window. Wow, that that was wild. (laughs) Yeah, like,
1: usually people have those giant-ass nativity things out in their yard, and if they have something inside, it's like, you know, like a, a tabletop version. No, this man is going like full out for Christmas. He's like stealing mannequins from Macy's and like dressing them up, whatever.
0: But <laughs> yeah, some people have um you know their own nativity sets. Ted has a whole uh mannequin crew. I don't know if you ever had one as a kid. Uh, uh my grandma is kind of religious. The rest of my family is not, so we had not a real. Nativity set growing up, I don't think, but I used to make them out of Lego, and I just realized that Baby Anakin was part of my fake nativity set, along with Yoda and probably Hermione. Whoa, wow. No, I, I, I gotta know.
1: know who who was Yoda in this nativity set.
0: Oh girl, you know Yoda was Jesus. Who else? Oh, little baby <laughs> Jesus in his cradle out in the in the barn, of course. Hang on, did I, did I as a child predict Baby Yoda? (laughs) Now, wait a second. This this is the the
1: ultimate foreshadow. We've we've had a lot of foreshadowing this episode, but this is the ultimate Baby Jesus, no, Baby Yoda.
0: Baby Yoda all along, Baby Yoda was the ultimate savior, and none of y'all can tell me different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then Arnold gets caught by his wife, And by Ted and Ted's like hey man get the fuck out of my house and he's like okay and then the wife is like I'm gonna take baby Anakin to the parade and you go do whatever so she takes baby Anakin to the parade and Arnold's like oh my god this is my last chance to make it up to him I gotta go to the parade too so he goes to the parade too while he's going to the parade the the wife goes with Ted and Ted's son and baby Anakin and the two kids are like, oh, my God, Mom, our friend is over there. Can we go there? And the mom's like, yeah, okay, just be safe out there. And then when she and Ted are alone in the car, Ted, crusty old Ted offers her some crusty old eggnog. Your favorite, Ashley.
0: Mm, wow. You know, I I love, <laughs> imagine someone is courting you and they're like, hey, Uh, I really like you. You're really cool. I know you're married, but it would be so cool if we could get together. Also, here's some eggnog. Um, get out of my face, Ted, with your crusty-ass eggnog. Has that ever worked for you?
1: You know there are some things that you shouldn't eat on a date because it's going to make your breath smell bad, like garlic, onions, whatever. Um, I think eggnog... Just because of the consistency, the flavor, I don't think that should be anywhere near your mouth. Right before you're trying to, you know, slip in a kiss with someone. Ted, you couldn't have chosen sugar cookies. You couldn't have chosen uh, fucking hot chocolate or something. Like, uh, eggnog? That's your go-to?
0: Yikes, yikes, yikes. So she obviously rejects him, but like, not for a while. He's like, coming up, he's like, yo, yeah, I've been... I've been watching you for a long time. She's like, yikes, but also doesn't leave. Anyway, a, a bigger thing. Because, okay, he's coming on to her. She, like, throws the eggnog in his face and uh yeets out of there. But I gotta say, I don't know if my parents were just more protective than her parents, but, like, her only son, right, and Ted's son, Uh, the two of them decide to go off into the parade alone, like Amy said. I don't know. This is a little bit of an, a nitpick here. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if I've just been playing too much heavy rain, but I would not let my eight-year-old child go off into the crowds of downtown alone. Would not do that. Yeah, and he's like, don't worry, I'll be with my friend, who's, like, fucking
1: also eight years old, Uh, and they're going into this huge Christmas parade crowd where, like, Like, it's scary enough to get lost in, like, the grocery store where there's, like, one or two people per aisle, but this is a fucking parade,
0: dude. Like, you're never gonna find your mom after that. Oh, oh my God. I... (laughs) Maybe it's just because I just, uh, watched Kindergarten cough again (laughs) recently, but that child's gonna get kidnapped, right?
1: Oh, he's dead. Oh, also the reindeer? Fucking dead. Because at some point, Arnold... Uh, sort of punches the reindeer in the face, right? And then in the next scene, we see him, like, giving a trough of alcohol to this reindeer. Like, that reindeer is not going to live two weeks uh, to be set out into the wild
0: again. He's going to die tonight. Oh my god, I forgot about that scene. You're so right. I'm um, yeah, I feel like there's specific things that you just, like, out of instinct, know that you should probably not give to an animal, a pet... Um, a child, you know, reindeer. Don't give chocolate to animals. Don't give edibles to ch- don't give alcohol to animals. I feel like that's just a given. Yeah, um,
1: so he straight up murdered that reindeer, and now <laughs> Arnold is at the parade. Uh, he sees that cop dude that he's been running into and running away from this whole time. And the cop dude sees him and they kind of lock eyes. And Arnold's like, hey, ye- yeet himself. uh Bye, uh, I'm out of here. So he runs away from the cop dude. He's trying to, like, lose him in the crowd. And he slips into this, I don't know, some random ass basement or something. And... Uh the people they're like, oh my god, we've been expecting you, you gotta get into your suit, and he's like, What the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, they're like dressing him as he's like being confused, and he's getting into a Turbo Man suit, and he's about to go up on the parade float, and there's even ooh, yucky yucky, a a booster dude, guy dressed in the booster suit, uh, who's kind of an asshole. Ooh, very bad. And then he goes out onto the onto the float dressed like Turbo Man, and he's looking for his son in the crowd. And over like the uh, the announcements or something, they're like, "Okay, it's time to pick a child to get a, a free Turbo Man action figure." And he's like looking for his son, and uh, so he picks his son. Obviously, and the uh, little baby Anakin comes up onto the float to get his little Turbo Man action figure, and um, let's talk about this costume, right? The Turbo Man costume. It's not like it's not like the Spider Man mask where you can't see any of his face. It's just kind of like a pair of glasses, like um, like like tinted glasses, but you can clearly see his face in it. So when little baby Anakin comes up onto the float, and he's like, oh my god, Turbo Man, you're my hero. And Turbo Man gives him the, the Turbo Man action figure. He doesn't know that he's staring straight into the eyes of his own dad. Yeah,
0: and it's not just that he's, like, a a stupid little child, either, because the mom is like, wow, that's such a nice man to give my son the... Do you not recognize your own husband? Oh, my God. Also, can I just say that this whole parade scene, don't know if it's just because little baby Anakin been to two parades in his life was giving me very much Phantom Menace vibes. (laughs) yeah oh my god also
1: it's just another thing that is so strange that they didn't recognize um arnold schwarzenegger right um he doesn't try to conceal his his austrian or whatever accent in movies they still did not recognize him
0: yeah you're right there's some people that are very okay i as a person that is Legally face-blind. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people that I cannot tell <laughs> apart. Arnold Schwarzenegger, not one of those people. I don't know what it is about him, but when you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know that that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. When you hear Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. The the guy that he met like backstage that was putting him into the costume was like, Yeah, we're gonna like give you a a microphone to disguise your voice or whatever. Did not same voice, same accent. All it did was make his voice louder. That's not, that's not disguising it. Yeah, that's just a regular microphone. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna have,
1: like, a voice modulator in it. Like, nah, you didn't do any of that shit. It's just his normal ass voice. So nobody recognizes him, and then you know, he has to kind of pretend to beat up a couple of people. And then from the next float over, we see the mailman dude in the, in the villain costume. And he's like, you thought you seen the last of me? Joke's on you, cause I'm back. And then he, he again, you know, with these, these 90 movies, um, he just straight up chases little baby Anakin, who has the doll now. He straight up chases him through the crowd up the side of a building, like, an apartment building, and he just, like, tries to get the toy
0: and also maybe kill him in the process? Yeah, um, we we love, uh, the 90s villains that are straight-up cool with murdering children, uh, because Anakin has the doll at this point, he's trying to run away from, uh... The mailman who's... Can I just say that the name of Turbo Man's nemesis is just Dementor? Like, <laughs> I wonder where J.K. Rowling, did J.K. Rowling get that name from this movie? Well, <laughs> that's a point for another day. So now Arnold Schwarzenegger and Simbad the mailman are like... Having this little battle, like a real battle between them. Because they're both dressed in these costumes of Turbo Man and the mentor, Turbo Man's arch nemesis. But here's the thing, right? They both have like real working weapons in them. Like Arnold's Turbo Man costume has like real uh, Ninja Star projectiles coming out of his costume. He's got a real working backpack that he like takes up into the fucking stratosphere. He's like, oh let's try spinning. That's a good trick. I don't understand why this is real. He has like a real boomerang. uh, Dementor's probably got a gun stash in there somewhere. Seems like um to me a little bit of a health and safety violation. Yeah, dude. Dementor's probably got a bomb. Also,
1: okay, just doing a little bit of fact checking (laughs) The first time we hear about Dementors in Harry Potter, is that Prisoner of Azkaban? That is, in
0: fact, Prisoner of Azkaban, yes.
1: Okay, so Prisoner of Azkaban came out in 1999, and this movie came out in 1996.
0: So, JK, did you steal that? Oh, JK, you're gonna have to get another controversial tweet out there.
1: Um, Dementors are actually a dream that I had while I fell asleep on the toilet in the middle of the biggest shit of my life. That's what her tweet's gonna be.
0: Dementors were actually all Sinbad clones under those cloaks all along. So so she didn't steal it, because it was technically the same character. So as we said, uh, Anakin is like trying to evade... Sinbad, the mailman. Uh, so he's like running away, running through crowds. Uh, mailman is like straight up trying to murder this child. Um, Anakin runs off to the top of his building and Sinbad follows him and they're both like dangling there. And I um, <laughs> just. Wow. So Turbo Man ultimately ends up saving Anakin. Thank God because straight up a murder was about to be uh, happening. Um, he saves his son defeats the mailman, but just as the mailman's getting arrested, Anakin decides to give him the doll, because he's now got, quote-unquote, the real thing in his dad back at home. So I guess this whole movie was for nothing, (laughs) I guess. Yeah okay this is
1: what pisses me off is it supposed to be like a sweet ending oh my god he he gave up the toy that he wanted most for Sinbad who's like going to jail he's going to jail now how is he gonna get that to his son so anyway he he gives it to Sinbad as an act of you know uh, an act of kindness against the man who almost straight up murdered him at this parade in front of an entire crowd of people. Um, he's like, oh my god, my dad is my hero now. Yeah, though, dude, uh, Arnold went all over the city, the whole movie, for na- like, he could have just gotten that coupon and just went home. That would have been a better, like, he, <laughs> he went all over the city for this ungrateful little child.
0: Yeah, are, are you telling me he could have just popped over to his nearest party city and rented a costume and been like, it's me, it's me, son, all along, and the kid would have been uh, cool with that? That this whole movie didn't have to happen? Yep. Yeah. and then um, after that scene, christmas it's
1: nighttime on Christmas Eve, and Arnold's wife is like, you know, since you did so much for little baby Anakin today, I can only wonder, like, what did you get me? And then another one of those classic uh, Arnold close-ups of his face as he realizes he didn't get her anything. That's the end of the movie. Not only is he a, a bad father now, also a bad husband.
0: Yikes, so he just straight up got no one any sort of gifts in his household. Also, I gotta say, damn! If uh, if I could give this movie a PG thirteen rating, uh, if I could give it a pass to have one f bomb, it would be right here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, too bad I didn't take it. That would have been so good. But um, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> what a what a merry movie. What a merry movie. What a merry Christmas. I have so many notes. (laughs) I mean, okay, let's break this down, right? So we've already gone over how much Arnold's character sucked (laughs) so much. He's just, okay, was it it just me? His character was so unlikable. I just, he's straight up a bad, he's a bad father. He's a bad husband. He's just straight up a, a, a bad dude. I don't. Like him, so I'm not rooting for him. But then the mailman is like an even worse character. Like he's straight up a bad mailman, too. (laughs) So who are you rooting for?
1: Yeah, okay. The thing about Arnold's character is that he is a good mattress salesman, but he's a bad dad and husband. But the mailman, dude, is a bad
0: dad and husband and is also a bad mailman. You know what? You're right. At least Arnold does have that one, uh. One thing to hold over the real man, so you're right, he gets one point there. But yeah, you're right, he's not,
1: almost nobody in this movie is likable except baby Anakin and maybe the mom, but like, I don't, I don't really have any feelings towards the mom either way, like, I don't know, um, but yeah, I didn't like any of the characters, but I will say, you know, a lot of people had complaints about Jake Lloyd. Again, I didn't mind Jake Lloyd in this. He was a cute little kid in this. Um, also, the uh, the guy who plays Ted, even though Ted is like the worst, I hate the character Ted. The actor did a really good job of being that kind of sleazy suburban neighbor type dude. I think he did a good job, too. I don't know about Arnold. I mean, the last thing we saw Arnold in in on this podcast, right, was Batman and Robin. He did a great job in that. I I don't know about this one,
0: though. What do you think? I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. He seems like such a cool dude. Wasn't he, like, mayor of a city or something for a while? He seems great. I love his movies, but also he is in the same movie every... He's, like... Hmm, who is he like? He's kind of like Johnny Depp, where he is in the same type of movie just so many times. <laughs> He's always playing the same, it, like, it's, it's the same type of, like, quirky pacifier esque movies, right? Uh, Kindergarten Cop, Last Action Hero, this movie, did go all the way, even, like, T2. They all have the same kind of vibe to them, where he has to take care of this, even the, the, Kid that he has to take care of is the same type of kid too, like a little dirty blonde white boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that's really true.
1: Also, the thing about
0: Arnold because Schwar- you
1: know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in action movies, like I love Predator, like that's it's so good. But Arnold Schwarzenegger in comedies, there's this weird kind of um disconnect for me because you know in in uh, batman robin he was great in that because it was mostly action oriented on his part but in in movies like i think in twins he played like a scientist in this one he plays like a mattress salesman i don't really buy him as a scientist or as a mattress salesman. like if you look like that you're gonna be like like you you gotta own a gym or you gotta like be a boxer or you know you gotta play to your strengths in terms of uh, physicality. I feel like it's weird to see him in comedies, because I don't really buy his character a lot of the
0: times. This is a good point, and I think maybe maybe the reason for that point, or to add on to that point, is that in so many of his action movies, like the Terminator series, or the Predator, he, again, plays like the same type of character, where he's very stoic, he doesn't have much emotion, and he just kind of, like guns blazing, uh, I'll be back. You know, he just goes for it. And in these types of, like, more kids movies, he has to re- rely more on his acting. And again, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, but his acting is maybe not for this part, <laughs> you know? I Okay, I feel like in general, like, for this movie specifically, a lot of the acting of, like, the side characters and backup there were some great actors you know the like we said Ted did a really good job Anakin I can't he's a child actor what are you going to say about him he was fine he played a child he played himself basically but um a lot of the side characters were very kind of over cartoony in their acting because it was a children's movie and i feel like Arnold kind of falls in between not being able to reach like Jim Carrey levels of in a kid's movie, but also, he's just too kind of stoic. I get what you mean when you say you don't buy him in this role. Yeah, and like, in this movie,
1: right, he doesn't really have to match Jim Carrey level acting, he only has to kind of match Sinbad level acting. Sinbad in this was like, pretty great. His character was, you know, not a good dude, but Sinbad as an actor was great in this, and he was funny. But I don't know if Arnold was like on the same comedic level as him. You know, I I read some IMDb trivia and Sinbad apparently improvised a lot of his lines. uh, So then, you know, a lot of his scenes were with Arnold. So Arnold would have to improvise uh, back to him. And, um, when you think of, you know, comedy improv actors, you don't really think of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that category. Like, he can be funny when he wants to be, but I, yeah, I don't think this is, like, his type of movie.
0: Yeah, he definitely fits better in action movies where you see him as, like, the big, strong, last action hero! I'm gonna make that joke for the second time! (laughs) But... Yeah, in this, I don't buy him as, like, a suburban dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: all of the characters that he takes on in these kind of comedy movies are, like, characters that usually would go to, like, kind of geeky, nerdy little guys,
0: like, not Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) type dudes. Yeah, and you know what we, Like, kind of added on to that was the fact that he was jealous of Ted the entire movie. He's like, oh my god, this crusty 60-year-old man is moving in on my hot wife. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You have nothing to be worried about. But again, he is a super bad
1: husband, a <laughs> super bad father. Maybe she's just like, um, she could have been like on the lookout for literally anyone else. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That
0: is a good point. He was a terrible father. Do we have any uh, other final thoughts? I, I gotta ask. Um, I was going to say speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but this whole movie is speaking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amy, um, I think before we move on to uh, reviews, can you please, just as a Christmas gift to me, as a Christmas gift to the listeners, you gotta do your best Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Ooh, okay,
1: I- I'll do my best, and then you gotta do your best, and, <laughs> and we'll let the listeners <laughs> oh, decide. Yeah. What's that thing he says about the cookies, like, put down my cookies, or something like that? Do you remember that line? Don't touch the cookies or something? Okay, let's let's both do our best. Don't, don't, t- don't touch the cookies. Oh, <laughs> oh God, what does he sound like? I- th- it's been so it's long. hard to do. I know, it's been so long since our Batman and Robin episode, and in that one he, I feel like he spoke a lot more in in that movie than he did in this one. This one was mostly just him running around. That's very true. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Don't touch the cookies. (laughs) Ew,
1: I hate that! Oh! oh. (laughs) Okay, you give me
0: yours now. (laughs) Mm, Okay, I gotta get into the headspace. I'm a muscly man. I'm a very muscled man. Don't touch the cookies. <laughs> Dad, that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like feel that. Like, I feel like it was more of a deep voiced cookie monster than an Arnold Schwarzenegger, but we'll take it. That's just, you know, our gift to the to
1: the listeners.
0: Um So now Do we want to see what IMDb thought about this movie?
1: Oh, before that, I just have two really quick pieces of trivia that I pulled from IMDb. The first is that, uh, so this story is based on like the 1980s shopping frenzy over Cabbage Patch dolls. But then uh, the same year that this movie came out, 1996, there was also another craze for Tickle Me Elmo dolls.
0: What? Can I? What the hell is a tickle me Elmo?
1: Oh my god, it's this creepy ass Elmo doll where you like tickle it and then it, it, it's Elmo going, hee hee hee. Or so it's just, it's, it's
0: creepy. I got a very short story to tell because that sounds scary as all hell. So, um, I obviously do not remember this story because I was but a hui bebe at the time. But my dad tells this story mm, maybe every chance that he gets. <laughs> So as a kid, uh, I had this, it wasn't an Elmo, but it was a a talking big bird doll that um, <laughs> instead of tickling it to make a noise, you uh, turned on the lights so it could like detect light. And so my dad tells me there was one day where I was like crying in my crib late at night. My dad was like, oh, I got to go find out what's going on. So he goes into my little nursery room, turns on the lights, and this, this haunted-ass Big Bird doll is just like, I see you. Oh my god.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dad says that he almost had a heart attack and almost beat up this stuffed doll. <laughs> oh, oh my god. What
1: are those, oh, what's the name of those dolls that are kind of like... Those those creepy ass, they're kind of like gremlins, what are they called? Oh my god, are you talking about Furbies? Yeah, Furbies, oh my god, Uh, those are fucking spooky ass haunted dolls also.
0: I never wanted a Furby growing up, they looked too creepy, and also I didn't like the fact that they talked. I don't know if it's just me, but like, dolls that talk... Freak me out. I don't want them to talk that You always think as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be so cool if, like, my dolls were actually alive and could talk to me? No, think about that logistically. You'd be murdered. Yeah,
1: they're watching you sleeping. They're, like, sleeping in the same bed. It's so gross. It's, It's nasty. Um... Also, uh, I don't know if anyone can hear, but my neighbors are uh, getting into the Christmas spirit that downstairs neighbors starting to play the saxophone again. So we're probably going to wrap up uh, this episode like a little
0: Christmas present now.
1: Oh, cute.
0: (laughs) Well, cute for that sentence. Not so cute that this child keeps playing the saxophone every time we want to record.
1: So I think we have
0: two IMDb reviews today so the first review we have is by user karth2 who gave it a 7 out of 10 and their tagline is critics are wrong sometimes critics mistake this is definitely an example you see some movies don't need to be reviewed you just need to watch them first and then judge your feelings so idea of this movie is great and it's pretty familiar to every father on christmas that's why people like me like to associate themselves with arnie's character There are a lot of misadventures you won't remember. Oh my god, I'm struggling so much. You won't remember every after-ending, I promise. (laughs) But they actually work out pretty entertaining. Sometimes even laughably fun. Like Santa's gang scene. (laughs) It It also contains the good soundtrack that includes Chuck Berry's Run Rudolph Run. I also like the casting choice for Ted. I don't like this type of sleazy scumbags. That's why he is so realistically annoying. Not much else to say. Watch it now!
1: Try saying watch it now in in your Arnold voice.
0: (laughs) Please. (laughs) Watch it now. Well, well, you know, we gave it a shot. It didn't... (laughs) That was not bad. It (laughs) It was pretty (laughs) good. There's some things I think you can say in Arnold's voice. Like, uh, uh, they've got to have very certain... Vowels to them, you know, like a. Uh, Good morning. Who is your daddy? And what was you do? <laughs> is like an iconic line, right? <laughs> uh, so the second review is by user Silk Two Thousand, who gave it a ten out of ten, and their tagline is, "I almost, I almost swallowed my Texas chili bowl. I laughed so hard." Arnold at his very best, or should I say, the governor of California. Every Christmas since this masterpiece came out, I've awaited its return. When it's on, I put on my Jingle All The Way clothes, complete with Cincinnati bow tie. I wear these to fully enjoy the experience of viewing Jingle at a mere 23 years of age. I count myself so lucky I discovered it so soon in life. I see it as a mix between the Green Mile and Around the World in 40 Days. The main aspects of the film are comedy gold. A father, desperately I think I mean desperately, <laughs> trying to save the relationship with his son. Whilst, Amy, I know that you love this word. Whilst uh. his wife whilst his wife is under the threat from a neighbor who'd like to have a, a rumpy pumpy with her. I mm, love that. <laughs> not since, not since Moser in Police Academy have I expressed such anger at a film character. I had to take my, what is a Ritalin? A Ritalin. <laughs> wow, what like is a, a Ritalin? It's like some kind of medication. Okay, I gotta take my anger medication to calm down at the end. Haha, <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen this film should make it a must-see. It's the 90s equivalent of The Godfather. Okay, if you say so, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it a well-deserved 16 thumbs-up. Chernobyl-style. Holla! <laughs> oh, I, I have so much questions about this room. Oh, audience, no. What do they I mean by chernobyl Stop. I don't, did they find, like, 16 severed thumbs? What does that have to do? I, <laughs> I love that he compares it to the 90s version of The Godfather. When did The Godfather come out? Uh, in the 70s, I think. Also, I
1: just, you know, oh, okay. if anyone's asking, Amy, why did you uh, choose to include that review up in here? Um, Simply, uh, the, the two-word answer, Rumpy
0: Pumpy. Rumpy Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm gonna start saying that just all the time. Yeah, we're gonna be sprinkling that into our
1: vocabulary. <laughs> so watch out. Uh, season three's coming up. We're gonna be saying
0: "Rumpy Pumpy" a lot. Oh, you know it. Um, I think we have some letterbox reviews as well, right? We do, and sadly, none are as
1: good <laughs> as that last IMDb review. But yeah, we'll try. So we have four letterbox reviews today. The first one is by uh Michel Schuhaber, I think. So they gave it one and a half stars out of five, and they say, almost jingled myself all the way off a cliff during this one. Wow, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the second review is by Luke Polly, who gave it three and a half stars. Arnold Schwarzenegger's bad parenting made Jake Lloyd grow up to be Darth Vader. (laughs) Uh, The third review is by Scott Anderson, who gave it three stars. Won't be getting any hate from me. Yes, it's ridiculous and probably shows the ugly side of Christmas a lot more than anything else. But once you get into it, the film's charm and energy becomes all the more contagious.
0: That's a sweet one. Sweet one. Won't be getting any hate. Also won't be getting any (laughs) rumpy-pumpy. Okay. Uh,
1: I love that. Okay, so our last letterbox review for today is by X-Teeny, who gave it four out of five stars, and they say, so badly written and made that it comes full circle into being infinitely quotable and outrageously hilarious. Watch with a group of friends so you can see the
0: disgust on their faces. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to watch these bad movies. That's why we made this podcast. That's true.
1: And now that, you know, we've kind of uh, seen what the internet has to has to say about this movie, what do we think? And just for reference, IMDb gave this a 5.6 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 15% from the critics, and a 38% from the
0: audience. Ooh, yikes. Ooh, okay. I think... Ooh, this is toffee. I think I'm gonna give it, like, a 5? Maybe a 5.5. It wasn't an awful movie. I kind of enjoyed myself along the way, but I also hated, like, every character except Jake Lloyd.
1: You know what? This is like a a little Christmas miracle because I was thinking exactly the same thing. I'm going to give it 5.5. It wasn't bad. You know, it's a Christmas movie. We've been nitpicking all this time, but uh, a lot of Christmas movies have to have some kind of suspension of disbelief and, you know, taking that into consideration. It wasn't a bad movie. It was it was honestly kind of fun. Like I didn't have to step away from the movie at any point. So yeah, 5.5, just a solid family Christmas movie with Arnold. As it should be. So if any of you have uh, seen this movie and you have thoughts, or if you have other movies to recommend to us, you can always find us on Twitter and Letterbox at BMS Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com.
0: I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And we have been Bad Movie Sunday, and we will see you next, next week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.